podcast, 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 podcast. Hello and welcome to WNGS Radio. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Dion DeGenero, and today I have a long-awaited guest that uh, there was totally no delay. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, no, no weather, no sickness, nothing. This is exactly when we planned on doing it, and so I am sitting with Dean Padre Simmer. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we scheduled this, what, 15 minutes ago? Yep. This was totally improvised meeting. Um, not Well, you actually, you texted me a couple days ago, and you noticed uh, that it was supposed to be a month. If I release this tomorrow on Sunday, uh, it's a month. Exactly a month. So it just feels appropriate, right? <laughs> What's your inside joke? Eventually we'll get something done. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, It was the... Um, Whatever the, the bottom of the screen on the news some months ago, I, I don't remember what that's called. People in the media know what it is, um, and it was the it was regarding I think healthcare. Some legislation yeah, yeah. said like the president eventually will get something done. And that was just the caption <laughs> oh, on the yeah, bottom, yeah, yeah. and it was like, well, holy crap, that's like that's perfect. So he just cropped his name out and slap it on the pictures <laughs> all the time. Any anytime, Dean will will eventually get something done. Exactly, eventually we'll get something. <laughs> So here we are I a think month we own after. That domain too. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about domains. <laughs> um, since I don't know how many people know about your uh, illness, <laughs> your your hoarding of domain names, but we'll talk about that. Um, who are you? Um, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> um, no, so I'm. Uh, He's an NPR fan. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you want to know? I grew up in Michigan. Um, I grew up in Traverse City, been in the Detroit area for 10 or 12 years, um, have been a city lunatic since the beginning of this whole since thing. Since the beginning of city. Yeah. Um, June 2nd. BC. 2012. First game. Greater Binghamton. Um, if you're... There was the third game of the season. Yeah, was that the was third, my first, was my the first home, home game. game. Yeah. Okay, and, cool. And I checked. The reason... I went back and looked at the old calendar I don't use anymore. Yeah. The reason I was gone um, for the first two was I think we had a family wedding for one of the weekends and uh, my sister-in-law's college graduation, the other. <laughs> so I was like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah. Um, Who's scheduling those things? Right. Yeah. <sighs> they should have checked the city schedule first. <laughs> exactly. That's um, what so, we all do now. Right. So it, by day, I'm a, uh, a network engineer in the IT world. And, and by city? By city, I'm a capo. Uh, I'm the, one of the lunatics on the, uh, on the, the stand. The ladder. Yep. Exactly. Um, let's start with um, how you ended up at uh, at a Detroit City game. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about how you heard about it. Um, so, how did you hear about it? So, I was one of the. I played in the, the Detroit City Football League, the DCFL, uh, DCFL. which we've, we've talked about yep. on here before. And you know, three of the owners at the time played for one team. The other two played for another. So and there were only 10 or 11 teams, I think, the first season. So got to know everybody in the league pretty well. And I, I think it was Ben Steffens. Uh, who one had, of the owners. Yeah, one of the original owners um, who had approached me and said, you know, hey, keep spreading the word, whatever, you know, so on and so forth. Like, yeah, sure. And I said, you know, if, if there's anything, any, anything you need, I'm a web guy, I'm an IT guy, just holler. And I think that was like one night. And it was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And one night at DCFL, and then the next day I have a Google chat from him that said, were you serious? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, And as I recall, they had had some sort of like intern or college program or something where it's like, you know, a student somewhere would like set up the website as like part of a class and get credit for it. But then like, like Wayne State or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like the semester ended and the student like went home wherever that is. <laughs> they just didn't finish the project. And so they just had like a really basic <laughs> website and they're like, hey, there's a bunch of stuff. We don't know anything about this. Can you help? I was like, yeah, sure. And so it being the first season of City, they're like, well, we'll pay you in merch and, and, and like stuff. <laughs> like, we'll just give you stuff. Like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and so there were points that season, I think even the second season, where they'd be like, oh, hey, can you like, can you do the stat book for us? I was like, I really don't know anything about soccer stats, but like, yeah, sure. Like, I, you know, they're like, yeah, that'd be great. Anytime so, this person touches the ball, like, just yeah, mark exactly. Down. Like, yeah, we just like shots, goals, fouls, whatever. They're just nothing, nothing exciting. Like, okay, cool, whatever. And so yeah, I think it was the first. 
two seasons. Most of the time I was at the at the matches, I was up in the press box. Okay. Just watching the games. Yeah, like I ran the camera I ran the camera a couple of times. Like what who knows? <laughs> this was before they had a, their stream and correct. Yeah, just correct. them recording the game. Yeah, exactly. Like I was on top of the I'm scared of heights and I'm on top of the press box with a camera <laughs> at cast. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um and then I think it was after like 2013, maybe where they were like, "Hey, and now we're a grown-up organization. <laughs> we don't really need you to do yeah. this. Like, anymore. hey, remember we, we paid we you in T-shirts? <laughs> like, we actually pay people money and like pay them every game. Like, cool, done, no big deal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't even think I have a physical season ticket from 2013. I'm pretty sure I just, just have like, like a staff pass yeah. or something. Yeah, um, that's funny. So, yeah, that that's kind of how I ended up. Around city, I mean, okay. I, I was definitely excited about it early on, yeah. and I, you know, and then it just turns out they to help the club, they could use me doing stuff, and so I was <laughs> like, like oh, sure, oh, sure, I'll figure that out, of course. Um, so you said you were in DCFL, mm-hmm. um, is that because you lived downtown and you had heard about it, or do you want to do and you wanted to do it, or did you have like previous soccer history? Or, like, where, where does your soccer career begin? <laughs> Those two words have never actually been, been put together, together like, to describe what you. What is Dean's soccer career? <laughs> um, I mean, I played soccer as a kid to, like, fourth or fifth grade or something like that. Okay. But, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, YMCA League, that type of thing. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I live in the city. I, my wife and I have lived there since 2009. Um, okay. And it was one of those things like, hey, this is a cool summer outlet. At the time, I was um, running IT um, for high school, so I had more time off in the summer than I did during the school year. So okay. I was like, hey, cool, I've got, you know, I'm, an, I'm a known introvert. And so, that's, so <laughs> like, hey, going to bed at 9 is fun for me. Um, but it was like, hey, I don't have to go to work some of these days. I, you know, go playing soccer on a Tuesday night and, yeah. you know, whatever. Who cares? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was, I mean, honestly, it was a... it fulfilled the social outlet as much as anything. But it was fun to play. I mean, yeah. I've always then been... you go out to the bar after... Exactly. And, yeah. Well, I mean, it's me, so half the time. <laughs> a third of the time. I could just go home. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, it was a... Like, I did that for maybe two or three... Three or, three or four seasons, okay. maybe. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It was a good way to get to know people in the neighborhood. The league's huge now. Yeah, what teams were you on or what team? Roosevelt Park. Okay. Um, which you was only the... played for Roosevelt Park? Correct. Roosevelt Park career man? Correct, yeah. <laughs> Roosevelt Park till I retire. <laughs> Hashtag that, please. Yeah, no, I, on the first, the very first season, there was a Corktown team. I live in Corktown. And then the second year, they were like, well, we really don't need any more people. We've got, like, we've got a full roster. And yeah. so I think, I think it was year two where it was like, cool, we'll have us. A second Corktown area team, yeah. um, but especially because that's where pretty much everyone lived. Correct at that time. Yeah. Yep. So okay, cool. Um, let's talk about uh, your tattoos really quick. <laughs> I know um, Drew wanted to talk Drew about asked yeah. you about it, mm-hmm. and so you have two soccer specific tattoos that there's, I know of. They're soccer stories. Soccer stories, which is two more soccer tattoos than <laughs> I have, which. For someone who didn't really grow up caring about soccer, it's pretty interesting that you have two yeah. soccer-related tattoos. You want to talk about those? So sure. Let's talk about the not city one first. Okay. So I'm a like I'm a very religious person. I'm you know I'm big in my, my Padre religion. is a religious person. Stunning. <laughs> um, so the, all the stories with this one are related to faith and related to dealing with having depression. Okay. So. Um, and I guess also ancestry, genealogy. So I'm, I'm, all of those things are big for me. Which is, it's interesting because honestly, like that's how most people pick their soccer teams is like Correct. a combination of those things. So, Correct. Um, yeah, that's cool. So tell me about it. Yeah. So, um, in, I don't know, after college, you know, sometime in the early, like around 2010, 2009, I started kind of dealing with and addressing having depression and, Somewhere along those lines, I'd really fallen in love with Norwich City FC. Um, that's one of the... How many... did you hear about Norwich yeah, City? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why did you end up with a club that in roughly 2009 was in League One? Uh, yeah, right. Um, no, so um, that's an ancestral okay. area. Okay. Okay, so um, doing genealogy work, really learning about the area, kind of, oh, hey, a hometown club of sorts. Yeah. Um, Some distant relative you had lived, yes, was from there. Right. And, okay. and, and so that's where things kind of end up in a really weird place, a really interesting place. So um, really come to terms with having depression. We go to England uh, for a couple of weeks in the summer of 2012. And at some point we ended up in um, in Greater Yarmouth, which is outside of uh, – which is in Norfolk, outside of uh, Norwich, the city. Um 
we go to this little parish where I knew that I had ancestors that had been married like 400 years ago. Like we trace everything all the way back. back. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, you know, like, Hey, cool. We'll go there for, we'll go like for evening prayer, which is a traditional church, England thing, you know, morning and evening prayer. We'll go to this little parish. Um, the pair, the building was like pretty awful. Like it felt like it was built in the 20th century. Turns out it was because you know it got the crap burned, uh, bombed out of it in World War II. Bombed, yeah. So like all the stained glass and the it was you know really like it wasn't 1960s. like classical no. or anything like that. It was no. And so there were like <laughs> I think there were like six of us there for the evening prayer. Just like the the parish clergy and then my wife and I and our friend who were like we were doing this trip together. Yeah, and like you know. Don't think anything of it, you know, okay, whatever. This wasn't as awesome as I expected, but we're leaving. We're talking about church stuff or whatever with one of the, one of the clergy. And he was like, so what brought you to this random place? And I said, you know, you know, this is what I know. This is why I chose this place. And he was like, well, hang on a second. And he goes into the back, like into the building of the parish. And he comes back out like 10 minutes later. And he's like, we don't typically do this for visitors, but like, this is a, just a different situation. And we don't have a hundred tourists. And he, he had a chalice with him, and he's like, this this would have been being used um, around the era of when your um, fa- yeah, yeah when your family was here. And he's Whoa, like, that's you know, really obviously cool. we don't know like <laughs> yeah. you if know, they used right. it or whatever. And they probably yeah. you know liturgically probably didn't because yeah. at the time usually only the clergy were using yeah. you know. But it's like this would have been probably used like during your ancestors like their their wedding ceremony or some you know something yeah. like that. And it was just like. The whole full circle thing was pretty That's awesome. That's crazy. Okay. And so then after that, I was, um, you know, just, I don't know, Stephen Fry, if you're familiar with him, British comedian, comedian and writer yeah. stuff. At the time, he was on the board of Norwich City. Okay. Um, he knew he, him prior to this. Like, yeah, but like okay. li- lifelong Norwich City um, supporter. And I came across a story where a young woman had written him, like a British woman had written him about having depression. And... <laughs> You know, basically like, hey, I need help. I need someone to talk to about this. Like, things are just awful. And he wrote her this letter back that she published online, and he's been lovely about. And and he said he, he described depression as being like um, kind of like a rainstorm in your head. But he said the nice thing, the thing about rainstorms that you should, is always true is you know that it'll always be sunny one day. And for me, it was like, wow, this is like such a great way to talk about this thing. And it ties so many things that are significant to me together. It's you know, my football club, this ancestral faith connection and dealing with depression, a great way to put it. So I had my friend design this tattoo that, and she like, I I just gave her the, this info. I was like, what what do you got with it? And she came back with, um, the dove with the olive branch, like from the Noah's Ark story. Mm -hmm. And you know, the dove's holding that and it has captioned with it's, it it will be sunny one day with, you know, with the sun and the, and I was like, that's actually a really good tattoo. Yeah. And so like (laughs) when she came back with all that, I was like, Okay, you just un- like that's a full blown artist yeah. thing where like yeah, I yeah. didn't feed you. She hey, can you do came, Noah's yeah, Ark? I was just like, came hey, up this with it, yeah. and, she, and she was just you threw that at me. So, so that's that. Like that, that's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good tattoo. And I did, I did get to see Norwich uh, on that trip. Oh, you watched? Um, we saw him watch the game at Fulham. It was okay. terrible. Um, <laughs> It Probably was, got annihilated. It was 5 nothing uh, at Craven Cottage. <laughs> but it was one of those weird games, like the first game of the season, and like the transfer window was still open. So like immediately after that game, like eight players were moved or something, and you were like, hey, so like, it almost <laughs> feels like preseason. This is weird. <laughs> and they had a decent season that year. But yeah, so um, so that was the, that's the Norwich soccer faith depression tattoo. That's cool. That's really cool. And then so your other tattoo the pa- is... The Padre face. Is uh, you... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is your city tattoo. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I blame Drew Gentry for this one. I blame and credit him for this one. Um, so there is, um, again, the the religion, and in this case, the religion and the capo component. Um, there's a passage in Ezekiel um, that if you know, you've been in the Christian tradition at all, it comes up a lot. The Valley of the Dry Bones, where Ezekiel the prophet's walking along and Sees this, all Even these, if, like, you know, pop culture, it's, it's a pretty yeah, popular... Yeah, yeah, it's not, an, it's not that obscure, I would yeah. say. But, you know, the Valley of the Dry Bones speaks to the valley, and then uh, the, the, the Lord says, hey, speak to these bones, um, you know, speak life back into them. And so the prophet speaks to them, and they reanimate. Uh, you know, they, they like stand come, up, come and up they come back the to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, it's like zombies, but they're not zombies. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Walking Dead, but cooler and not zombies. Um, so I, I remember I was talking to Drew. I was like, well, this would be a quick, cool way, like, 
you know, I'm up here, you know, screaming at the NGS, uh, other NGS people, you know, we use the, the skull and crossbones and the, you know, the skeleton imagery all the time. So this is just kind of a fun parallel to faith and capoing for me. And so, yeah, so the tattoo is my face. Did um, you know it was your face before you had it tattooed on you? I did. Yeah, no, that wasn't that wasn't a surprise. Um, what was a surprise though was like a month later when I showed up to a game, my face was on a drum head. Yes, that was a real that was a real shocker. So I will say I did have a lot of fun at Milwaukee away this past summer. I insisted on drumming and using my face as the as <laughs> and the face. That was your drum, and yeah. we won. So I'd like to, you know, there's some sort so of when you beat good yourself omen. up, yeah, exactly with the with yeah. the mallet, yeah, some sort you, of you uh, yeah, medieval, you know, self self pain something or other. <laughs> I don't know. What um, does it say? Oh, it says uh, yeah, it says prophesy under these bones, which is a, a line that the the voice of the Lord says to the prophet, like prophecy to the bones. You know, yeah. and, and they will, you know, they will hear me and reanimate. So um, I was like, well, this is a perfect tattoo tie-in for me. And also kudos to um, uh, Jeff at Signature Tattoo in Ferndale. He did this, and then he's done like six other Every, NGS Everyone tattoos. uses and, Jeff. I know. <laughs> he sent me a message, like, I don't know, like a year later, and he was like, dude, thanks. Like, he's like, you guys are a bunch of weirdos, but this is awesome. Like, I know. <laughs> he's just tattooing, doesn't even know what the fuck. He's like, yeah, exactly. all these fucking people keep coming to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like fuzzy um, tattoo. Which so, is just, if you're planning on getting a city tattoo, yeah. that's who you should go yeah, to. Jeff McMullen. He's at uh, Signature in Ferndale, and then he's at uh, somewhere in Utica, like Big Big Top or Big Something, okay. a couple days a week as well. But yeah, I absolutely recommend. <laughs> he's him. He's the fast. guy. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, I'm gonna go to um, Stephanie's question. Um, because I feel like we've been kind of talking about faith and, mm-hmm. and other things, and I think hers can kind of tie into that as well. Yeah. Um, in case people don't know, you were a, a cler- clergyman. Yeah, I'm, I'm effectively retired at this point. Okay. Um, that's that's a story for a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, it's, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how your nickname Correct. originated was because of that. Exactly. Okay. And it works well because that's my middle initial Oh, yeah, so I, like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and I, and I've always like I I have a great relationship with my dad, and so and my middle name is his name. Okay. And so it was one of those things where like I, as an adult, I've always tried to find a way to like really respect and appreciate my dad, but I yeah. don't want to like use his full name as my middle. Like it just yeah, didn't yeah, seem yeah. it just seemed kind of weird. So it's been perfect. Like for all my work stuff, I always use my middle initial, yeah. and then like for NGS, it's just slap. It you know, just it's, it's on there. It's it works out. Yep. Okay. So Stephanie asks, um, if you could describe NGS as a community group or family, and how um, has it impacted your life to make friends with people that you may have never met? Sure. I mean, if you, if you like, if I think about all the people in NGS that I know that I'm you know close with on some level, yeah. but even even more broadly, I don't think there's a single NGS person that I would have met. Right. I, I mean, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's maybe, very true. Maybe early on in DCFL, there were like a few people that I know that are, you know that are, like, yeah. come to games, but like work and like church. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. Like work, yeah. church, and neighborhood. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah. Like I'm a, like I said. I mean, I'm, I'm a. I don't have a really active social life. I never really have. Like I don't I'm not involved yeah. in tons of stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, like, I know I would, I don't know how you and I would have ever met. Probably um, never. I mean, I don't think we would have ran in the same circles. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, we don't live down the street from each other. Yeah. Our works take us to different places. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how that would have ever happened. And so, but like, for me, like, I mean, I think about when we had, um, like, when we had Alexander, when we were, you know, we we're having him, Pint Size Padre. Yeah. PSP. Um, right. Um, like, announcing that at the game at CAST was really important, and so we did that. But also, just, like, when we had the shower, like, when we had, like, the party at our house, like, it was, like, you know... Yeah, that I mean, was a lot of fun. Yeah, but, like, the traditional <laughs> stick is, like, oh, you know, like, the mom has a baby shower, invites some some women over, right? That's the... And we were, like, well, we want to do something, like... Like, we have all these NGS people that we're really close with that we want to have over that we don't overlap within another thing, and so we're just going to have an NGS baby shower party thing. And it was, like... That just has become such a part of our life where, I mean, everything from, like, the support when, you know, I... With your I, accident? Yeah. You when, wanna, when I tried you to talk when I tried about the accident really quick? Yeah, I mean, we can. Okay. Um, I mean... I, I'm, I know a lot of people know about it, but yeah. I'm sure there's some that don't. Yeah, when I when I just discovered that rolling over a Saturn station wagon at 60 miles an hour on I-75 is not a great choice. Um, Bad idea. Yeah, 
avoid it. Zero if you out can. of ten will not recommend. Um, but the the way that people reacted to help support, like, hey, let's can we give you money to do this? Do you want us to bring you food? Like, I'm like, yeah. you know, the, just just the response. Like when we looked at the like who steps in to support me or really anyway, like yeah. Amanda or what have you, when yeah. anybody's going through something like the way NGS responds, or even you watch on Twitter when like someone's just clearly going like having a bad day yeah, and yeah. like 90% of their like supportive responses are NGS people, usually hogs first. And, you think, <laughs> and I, like obviously that's like the, the, the hogs joke of, you know, a, a Twitter and yeah. the hogs approved and all of that. But like, just the fact that like everybody kind of plays a, a part in the community. Yeah. And so like hogs isn't here, so he can't come over and like help you like replace your bathtub or like whatever yeah. thing you need. But like, just, just like that level of like support and response and love from somebody like, I mean, like there are times where I'm like, yeah, like I don't really need anything else in my life. Like I feel pretty fulfilled with the group of people in like in the things that I do. And NGS yeah. is a huge part of that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, it's like people that you never would have met who are vastly different than people you have probably hung out with in the past. Right. And right. It's just it's really interesting that we all kind of are bound by this one or two things, city or Northern guard. Exactly. Um, and it's just all good people. Exactly. Around. Like, it's like, very cool. I think about like the coffees or lunches I've had in the last few months, like just like during the week, like, or even like the last like six or eight months, it's like, oh, I had lunch with Jackie one time. Cause I was out that way. Mozina and I met yeah. for lunch, like Jordan from the club and yeah. I had coffee and you're just like every single one of them is like a city person at NGS, something or other. And it's all, all connections, relationships that I never would have that I, I mean, I can't, I can't come up with a scenario where I'd know most of these people from exactly. outside of the club, which is awesome. Um, let's, let's talk about Northern Guard stuff um, for a little bit. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, let's talk about, let, let's make roots first. Cause mm-hmm. that, that came first. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Let's Make Roots? I know there's like a lot of news with that to talk about sure. too, but what is Let's Make Roots? So really the, I think that the credit of the, of the, the idea is, is Nick's, Nick Miko. Okay. Um, I think he, he kind of fostered that idea. And then Miko is the videographer. Correct. Photographer. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Miko underscore city on Twitter. You know, he's one of the. I'm going to get them on. I'm going to get like, I'm going to do a photographer's podcast too. So he's, oh, like, yeah, he's yeah, going to be great. On. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Nick does a ton of photos and videography of, of games. He's streamed a lot of the away matches, especially yeah. in the last couple of seasons. Um, but I think the conversation was right around going into Keyworth um, in 2016 and said, how can we come up with ways to engage the kids, especially the local community, Hamtramck yeah, and greater Detroit of shit ton of kids. Yeah. And <laughs> like, like an unbelievable amount of kids there. City is a, as an, is a, an affordable option for entertainment compared to other forms of entertainment. But you know, if you're like eight years old, you still can't afford yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, sure. Like, but if you don't have an allowance, how are you going to buy a ticket to something? Yeah. And so the idea was uh, really, how do we give city supporters NGS folks and such an opportunity to make tickets available for these kids. Yeah. And so the first year, see the 2016 and most of 2017, it was really just, Hey, here's a Gmail account. You can buy tickets. Yeah. You can send them to us. You know, you can buy a season you ticket. Guys, like, you like, guys were doing like the organizing. And yeah. Yeah. It's basically and like distributing and all that. Yeah. Miko red myself yeah. and drew kind of like founded this little idea and yeah. it's kind of become a thing like red does a lot of the um the actual day like the, the, the handing out of yeah because nick's taking pictures and, and yeah. i'm screaming at people yeah. so you know and so but with this year and you know we we've been working with jordan and the club to really um kind of step the level of um opportunity up at the beginning and also kind of like the logistics of yeah. the in game oh yeah so if you go to the site now the club has actually built a thing so if you're buying tickets it will then offer you the opportunity to buy like let's make add-on tickets okay which is super cut cool. out the middleman well not only that <laughs> but like the thing that's super cool about it is it like i think it's a discounted price they're like eight I bucks is, i think it's like uh, seven or eight dollars yeah. um but it's clearly for the let's make roots thing to you know, to get those tickets so they're being given to kids in the community yeah. to go to the games so it's not a 
like you know it's not a loophole for people to get cheaper tickets exactly. or something like that like exactly. they really they put a lot of thought is, and responsibility is, is into the it. club uh in charge of distributing the tickets now so we're working together on that okay, so the, cool. the idea basically like listen you know we we kind of wanted to foster this idea and make it something that happens yeah but like we know that there are logistics liability issues whatever for like for it, them, abs- for us, yeah. for whoever. So like, yeah, yeah. We want to make sure that it works in the best way possible for the kids and for the club, for the section. Um, so they've been awesome about, you know, they're like, we'll basically do whatever you need us to do in terms of legwork and logistics yeah. to help continue this yeah. uh, going forward. So it's, we're, I mean, I'm really excited. It's, the it, fact it's that it's like every, the, everyone wins. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you think like, I mean, I, I'm a huge baseball weirdo and like you, you, you don't like, you don't go online and like, Hey, I'd like to buy a ticket and also, you know, spend an extra five or 10 bucks to make sure it just goes to a good cause or makes good. Sorry. Oh. My fucking cup holder got stuck on my bourbon glass. Man, this amateur. Um, <laughs> you know, I just think it's sorry. Like, baseball. Right. Thank you. Yeah. You wrecked my baseball story. <laughs> no, I, th- I just think like it's so clearly, evident that our club is focused on the big picture the community the supporters like the whole like oh, yeah like, their, like, their vision is is to benefit the community and the and the supporters right without exactly. a doubt and the fact that not not like oh they're willing to work with us on this like no we'll do the legwork we're, we'll do the technology behind it like we'll do whatever to make this seamless for you guys like yeah. oh Sure. Yes. Uh, like very cool. I've got some other stuff you'd, I'd like you to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, yeah, because I we haven't I haven't really found out what the the future of this was, and that's that's awesome that they're doing all that. Yeah, I mean, si- single game tickets just launched the other day. Yeah, publicly Friday. So like Thursday. yesterday, Thursday. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, the first of March. They just launched and. You know, we don't know how it's going to go. I mean, it might be five people do it. It yeah. might be a hundred people. I mean, you know, who knows? But we've never done this before. And just the fact that every single game ticket order, they're going to get this prompt that says, and hey, you know, while oh, you're at wow, it. that's cool. It's like yeah. an add-on thing. It, yeah, it just shows up as a, it's not a, like, a ticket type where it's like, do you want general admission or yeah. gold section or let's make, no, it's a, it's a separate <laughs> thing that's very clearly like, hey, this is not a ticket for you. This is a ticket yeah. for the community. This is this is what the let's make roots thing is about. Yeah, would you like to add some quantity of these onto your order? What um, in like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, on average, like how many tickets would you say you guys got a game? I would say probably over last season we were giving out fifteen to twenty tickets a game. Oh wow, that's really cool. So um, like twenty kids that exactly couldn't have otherwise gone. Exactly, that's very cool. Um, and then you're, you're actually. <laughs> in and then charge. what about your other thing? Yeah, um, so you're you actually helped start and organize a second, a second thing. supporter, yeah, benefiting or benefit movement. What, it, sure, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah let's um, let's plug my programs. Uh, yeah, I don't have a I don't have a book or movie to sell, so uh, plug the programs. Right. Yeah, I feel like it's like late night talk show. I'll sit here on the couch and plug my programs because I don't have anything else to sell. <laughs> No, um, yeah, Pride Razor is um, is Galen's fault. First of all, I know, right? No, so, <laughs> so Galen's the the head uh, hooligan and in Chattanooga, and I th- I might be a little fuzzy on the on the exact timing, but as I recall, he posted at the beginning of June last season something like, "I'm going to be you know kind of publicly identifying as an ally for the month of June. It's Pride Month." And all like I'm like I'm just gonna do a pledge of like you know five bucks ten bucks a month for every home goal. Yeah, uh, Chattanooga scores for the month of June. I'm gonna give it to a local LGBTQ organization. Sure. Yeah, and I don't I don't even spend all that much time on Facebook on a day to day basis. Yeah, but like I just you know the you algorithm it. surfaced it and it was like hello you should see this. Thanks Facebook for right. starting Pride Raider. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was computer bots, um, not Dion bots. That's different. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they com- like I saw it and I was like, yeah, sure. This seems like this seems like an awesome idea. We'll do. Th- I'll, I'll do this too. And anybody else that wants to to join in, like we'll do this. And yeah. you know, Jackie was pretty quick on the handle too. Like yeah, let's like let's really push this. Like let's make this a thing that we do and that we commit to in the section. Like yeah, let's do it. And so seven SGs did it. 
Do you know the seven offhand? Um, Detroit, Chattanooga, Portland's uh, women's club. I don't remember the... Dayton. The, uh, yeah. the Rose City Riveters. Correct, yeah. So they did. There's three. Dayton, Cleveland, Grand Rapids. Oh, my gosh. I'm forgetting one other. <laughs> Somebody's going to be upset, and I don't blame them. Um, Jackie, check the website. <laughs> Pridereader.org. Uh, let's, see if, let's see if we can find it. Um, so the total... Oh, Memphis City. Memphis City. Memphis City. There it is. Yeah, that's so right. that was the seven clubs. So what was crazy is that we went... I mean, this all happened within like a couple of days. And then all of a sudden... It just kept getting bigger. Right. And yeah. I, think, I think the total pledges in 2017 was over $12,000 in the seven SGs. And so all of a sudden we were like, okay. That's a significant amount of money. Right. For like, again, something that just started on like some social media posts and like us wearing, you know, some some pride and rainbow, yeah. you know, things as allies, really. I mean, yeah. you, know, you think about like the people that are like, yeah, we'll do this or like... Like it's kind of like the lowest, like the easiest thing we can do. do yeah, you know, like that was the crazy yeah, thing. Exactly. Like, well, that's like, probably why the adoption rate was was so high with it too, is because sure. it was very easy to say, yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll do this. Yeah, and and so the the thing that makes this even crazier now, you know, now we're into you know, going into the 2018 season. Obviously, we have some ability to prepare for. You know, we're yeah. having conversations with the SGs that were involved last year. Yeah, you know, folks who are you know gearing up for next year, that kind of stuff. So, lo and behold, there's a web developer uh, with an incredible, incredible resume, and I, w- I won't, I won't dox him now. I don't know, you know, what he's talking about or what have you that he's involved in this. Um, but Galen knew him, friend of a friend, or something like that. And Chattanooga yeah. reached out to him, had lunch with him. I think on Martin Luther King Day. Okay. Like, hey, they had some time off. They met for yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah. And Galen pitched him on this project. They're like, hey, we've got a pledge per goal, like you know, a pledge per X. Yeah. Thing and we'd like to have a web platform to make this easier rather than you know for coordinating. And he was like, "Yeah, nobody's done that before. I, I, I'm unaware of a platform. I'll build you one and I'll build <laughs> it for you guys to use. Like, and you can have it. Um, I just like to be able to you know offer it, you know, sell it, whatever. Offer yeah. it to other things as well. For and other like, causes, yeah. Like, why holy the fuck not? Holy crap! Yeah, of course <laughs> we'll do that. You know, and this guy, I mean, like in 2012, he was. You know, the lead web guy for something that raised $700 million. Holy shit. Okay. So, like, it's a big thing. Yeah, that's he, huge. Like, this guy knows what he's doing. And the fact that he bought into the vision and he's building something for us. And, like, all of a sudden we're like, holy cow. Like, again, yeah. a couple of social media posts and I bought some, like, rainbow chucks to wear. You know, like, <laughs> just, like, but at the same time, like, we, we used, like, the, the pledges locally, um, you know, to give to Ruth Ellis Center, which is something that club supported. Yeah. The club, the NGS is supported. They're like, like a club partner. Right. And so it, what's awesome about each of these local campaigns is that they're supporting local things, local to the community, exactly. and not just, like... They have a more direct impact, which yeah. is good. That's, yeah. like, huge. And they're not just, like, writing a check to Pride Razor Org. Exactly. And then the money goes wherever. It's, the, you know, it, it's stuff that... M- matters and applies to the local SG, to the local soccer community, to the local community at large. So it just kind of aligns with everything that City's about, NGS has been about, yeah. and all these other clubs too. So yeah, surprise, we started Pride Razor. That's really cool. So sounds like it's going to be even easier in 2018 to donate and keep track and should be a huge year. It really should be. So yeah, I think I think the goal is to kind of get the the technology pieces buttoned up over the course of March so things are kind of ready for April. Um, so you can start pushing it out yeah, and doing all that. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, I mean, we... Because June is, is Pride Month. Correct. June is Pride Month. And obviously, like, I think the thing that even makes Pride Razor more fun is that it allows each local group to, to kind of deviate how they want. So yeah. like Chattanooga only has three home games in June, and they were like, uh... Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do all the June games, like all the June goals. <laughs> I don't know. We'll do something different, you know. Yeah. And um, I think that's really important. Is that like the Pride Razor thing isn't about like creating a new nonprofit a new to entity. oversee thing. Yeah. It's more just like, hey, this it's is an a, idea. This is a web presence, a, a kind of a brand, a name for people to like, like rally. A meme. It's like a meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a lasting meme. Yeah. Um, it's like DM bots. Um, <laughs> so 
I, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Please don't this year. compare Dion bots to Pride no, Razor. No. <laughs> well, Dion bots do have a web reach. They do. All, all fifty-eight thousand of us. I should have led. I should have led it that when you said, "Tell me about yourself." I'm just a Dion bot, really. <laughs> That's all that matters. In exactly. That you need yeah. to know. Um, okay, so I'm going to start getting into uh, people's questions like more directly because I sure. know we've touched on some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start big though. We're oh gonna, boy! We're gonna start with Dan's question oh. uh, <laughs> about your DCFC oriented Ten Commandments. Yeah, and so Dan, you jerk! I actually I actually wrote I actually wrote City Ten Commandments as a. It's in a notebook right yeah, now. Yeah. It's, he hasn't transcribed it onto stone yet. But. No, not yet. I, hey, listen, that'll be a side project. <laughs> You know, as a as a millennial, I can you know handcraft some yeah, you tablets. Have, you have and time for that. Sell them on Etsy for yep. the City Ten Commandments. They sell big time. Yeah, absolutely. I can sell at least one of them, and then I won't make any more because that's a terrible idea. It's super limited. Exactly. <laughs> Very rare. Yeah, I'll sign them for you too. So uh, I tried to steal the th- like use the theme of the Ten Commandments. Okay. Uh, so uh, so. Commandment number one: No clubs before city. <laughs> Commandment number two: Do not make any league your idol. Oh, that's a good one. Commandment number three, do not take El Guapo burritos in vain. (laughs) Yeah, listen, I wrote these a month ago when we originally scheduled to do this, so I haven't revisited these at all. I haven't opened this notebook in a month. Uh, Number four, remember the day after the day after match day. It will not be holy. It will hurt. It's a horrible day. Yeah. Number five, honor your your guard father and your mama Cass. Number six, you shall not bring physical violence into the section. Number seven, you shall not cheat on city with your other life commitments. <laughs> number eight, you shall not steal flags or banners. Another huge, huge commandment. Yeah, is exactly. that number two? Yeah, right. Number nine, you shall not ba- bear false witness of an offside call, you crappy <laughs> official. Uh, sorry, that's really not a city commandment. This is about the ref. Um, and number 10, this one might get me into trouble. You should not covet the billionaire's bullshit and Rossetti's <laughs> renderings. You, <laughs> you shall love your keyworth, your club, and all you have been given in this DCFC community. So, yeah, sorry, Rossetti, but, yeah, you screwed up. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have somebody from Rossetti on next episode. Get uh, Mr. Rossetti. hmm <laughs> That'll be fun. I'll get uh, I'll get I'll I'll get them and then I'll get all the people they included in their renderings oh, yeah. and it'll hey, be Seth. What did it feel like to have you in your <laughs> exactly clearly, clearly it's clearly you in that skirt? What do you think? <laughs> it's exactly. Um, so you're welcome, Dan. Let's talk about your hair. Okay. And then uh, we'll, we're this is this is the hair segment, <laughs> um, but we're going to start with your facial hair. Okay. We're not even going to get to the to the other hair yet, but your facial hair. Yeah. It's kind of a defining characteristic of you. Your sure. your beard. People know your beard. And so Roger asks, what would it take for you to shave the beard? Large sums of money. <laughs> Large you you'll, you'll you'll sell out. Listen, I listen. <laughs> I'm in my mid 30s and it's 2018, so I clearly have tons of debt. <laughs> it's and so I have a child. So listen, truth. listen, if somebody wants like we can sit down and talk numbers, but yeah, large some large large sums of money. You're not going to do like a, a re, how many retweets nope, would it take? Nope. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty straightforward answer. Like come at me with five digits after the to the left of the decimal. <laughs> and we're not even we're not even starting the conversation. Beer's not going anywhere. Nope. Yeah, if you got at least ten grand and you want to talk to me about my beard, fine. But otherwise, don't even bother. <laughs> it's a simple, straightforward yeah, answer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. I, don't, I have nowhere to go from that. Nah. I'm just like, okay, you answered the question. Um, LB of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is. I feel like we'll talk about this a bit. Uh, why and when did the wigs become a match day tradition? Um. What so, the fuck is going on with the wigs? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you should also mention that he showed up in a wig today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he did. did show up in a wig and a hat that said uh, Duke's smoked meats. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, um, he drove up. He was driving in, yeah. in this. I got some weird looks at disguise. the Starbucks drive through when I <laughs> rolled through to pick up a latte. Um, Looking like Forrest Gump. Exactly. Hey, listen. <laughs> 
Um, so the the wigs have always been a thing in my inventory. Um, I specifically remember. <laughs> Wait, how long have wigs been a thing? So for you, no. This this is. I don't remember if this was when my little sister was born. I was like six, but I, I specifically I have this very clear memory of my grandparents showing up, waking me up from a nap. I was taking a nap on my parents' bed. My grandparents showed up, and my my grandma was wearing this wig. Like <laughs> I don't know what the backstory was. Why my grandmother had this wig? Did your grandma have hair? Yeah. Oh yeah. So she just had different hair. Yeah, she just had different hair. <laughs> and like, I re- I distinctly remember waking up, and it was just like this funny joke that they played on me. I don't ever remember not owning wigs. <laughs> <laughs> they go way back. They go way back. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm in my 30s, and I've always had wigs in my collection. That I, um, I mean, yeah. For Halloween one year in like 2008, my best friend and I dressed up. We wore wigs. We I mean, we wore dresses and wigs Is all this like over a Rochester City Hill. Thing? No, this was Rochester Hills. <laughs> we went to Best Buy and played Guitar Hero for like an hour with like hair metal wigs. Yeah, with hair metal. Yeah. Well, this was we went yeah, we went and ate sushi downtown at this place we always used to go to and then we went to Best Buy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know when they first showed up in my life. Um, they've always been they've there. They've always been there, right? Um I think it was this season. I can't remember a time without wigs. Exactly. Exactly. It's like I've always I've always been left-handed. I've always had wigs. Um I think the it was this season I first brought one. And it's for yeah, the, the wild, wild, wild chant. Okay. That just is, you know, it's like a perfect metal. It and is it, a perfect it, metal. It requires something more than a, you know, a, a buzz cut. And then I I also specifically wore one in Milwaukee <laughs> after it was the whole, like, well, you know, we're looking for reasons to kick you people out. Like, all you don't that. wear a shirt with swearing. Yeah. I think was a big So I made sure to bring a through. change, an entire wardrobe change. So I wore the wig in, so I had plausible deniability. <laughs> they came over to the section looking You're for like, the guy with long hair. Take like, your wig off. No, it's not me. Um, <laughs> I mean, that guy left. Yeah, yeah. He was just drumming, and I don't know what happened to him. Uh, so, yeah. I don't, I mean... And eventually, it just became a thing that became more of a thing. Like when I wore the long, the the the, the one I've worn multiple times with the long blonde curls. Yeah, and I think you posted the picture. I think I had a flare. Yeah, and it's like Franzi and I are standing next to each other, and and you were like, I don't even know what's going on in this picture. <laughs> yeah, and, and she just she just quote tweeted and said like, it's me and my big sister lighting flares, <laughs> obviously. And then, like. Oh, there's another meme. Here we go. Um, big sister, Dean. Yeah. yeah, so that's on my tw- that's been on my Twitter profile D- for the last yeah, year. Like Franzi's big sister. That's really funny. Yeah, so yeah, I don't they just they fit with the they fit with the chance. Um Todd asks you what your favorite wig is. Mm. If you have a favorite. Can you have a favorite? I don't think you can. There's one. That, there's one that looks like my hair naturally would, it be, would be like the the big poofy curls, like a fro. Yeah. So there's, there's a one. photo of you playing basketball with a fro. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I did have a fro in high school. I did let it all grow out. Um, so there's one that looks very much like that. That's a fun one. But the long blonde curls is just it's fantastic. It's like a, it's it weighs a good ten pounds. It's brutal. If so if you had a favorite, it would be it would be that one. Yeah, I think so. Man, a lot of hair questions. It's a, people want to know about your hair. Um, LB of Wakanda asks another question, and it's not hair-related, so I think oh. that concludes our hair segment. <laughs> uh, so this is a question for both of us. Um, and do you have any stories about people breaking the don't-be-an-asshole rule in this section? I mean, yes. <laughs> do you want to talk about any one of them? I mean, I sp- like the larger the crowd gets, like, the more assholes right. there are. And I think this is true. I mean, if in any sporting, like for any sport, like the higher profile the match, the more you have people like coming. new people. Well, and I think you have people coming for the wrong reasons. So, like, you think about any playoffs. Like, you go to a Tigers playoff game, and it's a completely different atmosphere. Oh, yeah, for than, sure. Like, or, like, a Red, Red Wings, like any, I mean, yeah. Red Wings like, playoff game. Like, or, yeah. I mean, I've never gone to the Super Bowl, and I never will. I don't have that kind of money. But I assume, like, Super Bowl or a college bowl, when, like, all that kind of stuff is different. When you shave your beard, you can afford Super Bowl tickets. When someone That's pays true. you, touche, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, we'll have my PayPal link in the in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
But so I mean, like we noticed that in the playoffs in 2017, like for a couple of like all of a sudden for a couple of games we had people like tons of people we'd never seen before, people there who seemed to have like no idea what was going on. They just wanted to be in the section drinking, yeah, causing a scene, event. whatever. And so I mean, the last I mean the, the middle and Odessa game, yeah, I ended up taking someone out of the section. Yeah. For throwing stuff onto the pitch after I, t- like, screamed at them, them not, not to. to. Um, yeah, I know a few people have said, like, hey, we saw you take the, like, yeah. It, and, I mean. And you don't want to do that. No. But it, sometimes it just, you have to. And, it's yeah, I think it's part of the, like, the NGS self-responsibility. So if yeah. you're, you know, if, if you're on drums, if you're on capos, if you're someone who's been around a while, you know what's expected in the section. Someone's not behaving and someone's, you know, doing something like that. Like we had that happen. I think the last two games of the last two playoff games, yeah. and we had people like there just like assholes. throwing stuff on the field yeah. or whatever people that no saying one ever seen shit before. That yeah, they shouldn't be saying exactly. Yeah, and, like, and like obviously we have a lot of leeway in the section. And yeah. like you know if you if, if you're you crossing those total lines, asshole, exactly <laughs> to cross the line, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, I like I'm sure we've had other stuff before, you know, like over the years, but like, I mean, that's really like the, the most obvious stuff that stands out is, you know, yeah. like deep playoff runs. You got 500, 600, 800 new people in the section who've never been there before. Who are usually turns, way wasted. Yeah it, turn, yeah. it turns out some of those people are there just to be drunk assholes in public. Yeah. Um, so speaking about, speaking of uh, drunk assholes in public, uh, Novak asks you. <laughs> wait, <laughs> Um, no, that, wait, it's the question. Wait, it's wait, not no. Novak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's a great segue, though. <laughs> um, what's the the Stroh's sweet spot? Oh yeah, he did between buzzed and hyped up Super Capo Padre, and then beyond, which is the wobbly wearing three wigs at the. Oh, so this is a hair question too. Wearing three wigs at the same time while ne- nearly falling off the ladder, Padre. So there's a sweet, there's like a bell curve. Correct. Of I, drunken conduct. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think there's a self-awareness. I mean, <laughs> for sure, for one. You know when you've had too much. Correct. The thing, the thing with, with part of the reason I think I was originally asked to capo is that I can't go to a game and be low key. Like, so <laughs> which people, is really unusual because you're also an introvert. Correct. Well, I'm an so, introvert, but like, <coughs> then I get really passionate about this thing. And so yeah. I go and I'm passionate about it. Like Western Michigan played in a bowl game, I think in like December, 2016, yeah, 2016 Ford field. And I got asked to step <laughs> out of the section because I was trying to capo. <laughs> they don't, they don't allow capo. It was just like, we, they, they didn't know what it was and they were uncomfortable. And so I went and just stood and screamed like a lunatic in the concourse and made my wife very proud. That's the MLS um, to Detroit future, by the correct. way. It is. It is. Um, hey, MLS to Detroit.com. It's a good website. It'll get you places. Um, I mean, my, my wife's a Western alum, and yeah. I, I went and stood in the concourse. <laughs> I had to stay away from the Western people because I was too much of a dick, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, so all of that said, like, I think the re- like the I ended up capoing, like dating back to Cass. It bothered me that like parts of the section were just kind of pretty low key because, you know, we had the capos in the center. So I went and just climbed up. Actually, one game I tied myself on the like the stair railing. Yeah. And just screamed at people to sing the songs and it, it, it worked somewhat. But so like, that's my default support level. Okay. So all of that to say, like there's a 100% chance I'll have a brutal headache in the second half <laughs> and I'll need seven gallons of water and I will go to McDonald's after the game. <laughs> no matter if I have alcohol or not. Yeah. Um, so I have found that the right amount of strows is however much people just bring me. <laughs> I don't know what happened this past season. I don't think I bought a beer at Keyworth. People would just come by and put them on my stool, like on my stand, like on the railing on my stand, and then I would just distribute That's the Northern them. Guard payment. Correct. And I'm fine with it. Right, yeah, exactly. That's how oh, much that's, money that's I make. three strows. That's a three strows job. And I would, you know, if I needed to pass them off to others, I would, or I, you know, like, I think there's one picture, I think you took from 2016, where I have like a strows. A wizard staff of like four cans, <laughs> and I'm sure that was like the most I had that game. But yeah, that's I mean, um, now if you pregame so, with Canadian Hunter, 
you have less strows. Right. And also, I can highly recommend Canadian Hunter. It's like $15 at the party store. <laughs> it's delicious. What's the party? It's at Steve's. Is it Steve's party think, store in Hampton? Yeah, I think Steve's has it. I think other other places have it. It's it's incredibly get, get cheap Canadian and Hunter it's really Steve's. smooth with no hangover. <laughs> Padre pro tip. Padre yeah. pro tip. Yeah. Um, going back to kind of what you were just talking about, um, you being, I guess, like bummed out that there was so many people in the section not <laughs> chanting. Yeah. Um, Bill Emerson had a question that relates to this. Um, how? How do you get new supporters or reluctant supporters to join in on the chance? Because it sounds like that's what you want to do. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it turns out that's like my thing. Um, I mean, I think I think it's as much a, about people like feeling, every capo has a different style. Yeah, and I mean, I think if you especially like my natural humor state is kind of self-deprecating, and so if, I think if you wander through wherever I'm positioned at the time like before the game there's a lot of like you know just jokes humor like screwing around like trying to make people feel comfortable like they're on the same page um i mean for me it's as much about i mean you know dan said this earlier today to me where he said you know his mo is he want he prefers to turn his back and watch he wants to watch the game yeah but he's not going to do that until the section can run itself yeah and so he's going to continue to face the section and try to get people hyped to a point where he can eventually turn around and just watch the game yeah for me my mo my default setting is like to make sure people are having the rowdiest best time they yeah. can that's just my thing yeah like what's happening on the pitch is important to me yeah but like if i only wanted to see that Knowing my social tick, I'd probably just stay home and watch the stream. Yeah. Because like, I'm not going to go sit in the seats on the other side. Quite, like, I can't. That just doesn't <laughs> work for me. So I've got to be on it, like, at level 100. So I think for me, it's just, like making sure people have their hymnal, like the hymnals, making sure people know what's going on. Like, we haven't done this before, but I'd love to see, like, kind of have some, like, self-appointed, like, welcoming committee people, like, people whose M.O. is, like, to go through, like, make sure they go around, pass out hymnals, and explain stuff to people. Yeah. People who aren't capos or drummers or whatever, like, the NGS, hey, you're first-timers, let's, like, we'll like we'll make sure you know what's going on. Exactly. Because, like, we'll be on the bullhorns, like, hey, you know, make sure you X, Y, Z. Yelling like, at people. You know, like, well, but even before <laughs> that, it's like, hey, stand up, we say the anthem, you know, we sing the anthem together, like, they don't yeah. just play it for us, like, X, Y, Z, like, trying to t- tell them what's going on. But I think at the end of the day, most everybody responds better to like just like one person be like, "Oh hey, yeah, you said you were new. Like let me let me make sure you yeah, got the like more the chance one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got a huge section. Sure. Like, I mean, there's it's gotten bigger and bigger and exactly. wider and wider. Right. Yeah, that's that is the the pro and the con to Keyworth. We got tons of room to grow, and also we need seven thousand capos to cover the entire <laughs> north and south spread. How many capos are there now? I think in the playoffs we had nine stands. Man, I'm going to need more microphones if we do a capo. <laughs> <laughs> the capo pocket? Yeah. The capo podcast. Uh, I'm, but I I think most of the regular season games, we probably ran seven stands. Okay. But I think into the playoffs, we ran nine for the last couple of weeks. I mean, it was... it was Nine capos spread out across the whole section. Correct. Yeah, we would have like one stand directly opposite the drums, and then we would just kind of go, kind of mirror... That's fucking huge. Yeah, no, I know. Well, that's, like, that's like big if for like a Division One supporter group. Well, I think the thing that, like, you know, sometimes we get a lot of flack from like English fans or, you yeah. know, like um, Darby, Whatever. Darby County, yeah. you know, whoever. But like, I've gotten like a lot of messages from like Norwich folks that are like, dude, if that's what works, awesome. Yeah. Like, we don't have capos over here, but if you need to have capos, do it. Like, if you need to do it, look, awesome, oh, do it. I think it. you totally need it and, because people are accustomed to... Like the American sports atmosphere, exactly, and it's not like ingrained in our culture to sing during games, right? Well, and, <laughs> and I mean, if, I think if you talk to anybody that's been to a game in in Europe, you know, because Europe's what we all see on TV for the, you know, for the most part. I mean, it's still seated for yeah. the most part. It's still like it's especially in like a premier league. Yeah. Setting. Oh, for sure. Premier league, Bundesliga, you know, like there's, the there's stuff ones. that's just, it's yeah. not what we have is different and we made it work in a way. Like, so who cares if we've got people on ladders screaming at us? Like if that's what it takes to get the section, like hyped and most organized and singing and stuff, like 
You talk to every single one of the players. I mean, like, talk to a Bennett Jall who played against us one year and then played for us the next year. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it matters. Yeah. And so it's worth it. Yeah, definitely like, keep doing it. Yeah, and McDonald's at Mac and 75 knows me. Like, oh, you're the double <laughs> cheeseburger and the shake guy. Well, the shake machine's broken half the time, so you're going to have to go somewhere else. <laughs> um, I actually have another hair question. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Gordon, th- this is a multi-part question. Sorry. What? What's uh, left to ask me about my hair? Talking about beard, talking about my head. Um, no, it's, 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 it's a different question. Uh, but first, before the hair question, uh, who in NGS? Well, this can be hair related. Who in NGS doesn't get enough props? Oh, I thought it said who doesn't have enough props. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but let's let's do both of those. Who doesn't have enough props? Who doesn't have enough props? Yeah. Like wigs or... Oh, oh. Or <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> um, anyone that doesn't have a bloody skull or wigs, I, yeah. I guess would fall into that yeah. circle. Really? Okay. Jackie, uh, Keith, uh, literally, literally everyone else. <laughs> More well, props. Actually, Martel has Bobbert. I think that counts. Yeah, that's um, definitely. No, that's a person. Right, sorry. <laughs> Bobbert doesn't have enough props. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone else, I think, would be who doesn't have enough props. I, th- that's totally, I totally read this question wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who doesn't get enough props, in your opinion? I think the the real answer to that question would be, like, if you look at who makes TIFO, and you look at, like, the people that... It's the same people, too, always. Well, like, the years that I've done TIFO, that's been partly how I've met new people. Yeah. Like, newer people that have signed up or gotten yeah. involved, and then they offer to TIFO, and you're like... Well, they don't capo, they don't merch, they don't XYZ, they don't do game day stuff where people would see them. Yeah. But they're working in a, in a garage, in a barn, in a basement, doing, making banners and stuff. Yeah. Those people. The people that... Look, like, not looking for credit, not looking for attention, but just because they like the right. club. Well, and you, you think, of, like... I love the club. I, I would hope, and I, I don't think that... I, I think this is true, that, like, those of us that capo or, you know, drum or do other visible things, like, yeah. most of us... If not all, I hope all of us didn't get into it because there's something in it. I mean, I don't know what it's like. Someone asked me, like, isn't it great to be a capo? And I was like, yeah, I love it. And they were like, I mean, plus all the stuff that comes with it. I was like, what stuff? Like, (laughs) Are people getting stuff that I don't know? (laughs) we, We had this guy approach us before a game last season and he was like, God dang. Wow. Yeah, we're going to need to upgrade the podcaster here. Yeah. This guy's worse. Um, but we had this guy come up to us like before the game at Falling one, once last summer, and he was like, so how much do you guys get paid? And we were like, "What?" I'm sorry, what? And he's like, yeah, how much do they pay you to do this? And we're like, does who pay us? And he's like, well, the club obviously must pay you guys to do this. And we were like, no. No, why would and he's like? Well, I mean, you guys are great for the like the image and stuff. And we're like, yeah, we we did this because we love it. And he was like, so do you get your tickets for free? I'm like, no, we buy our season tickets. Like, and he like this guy was dumbfounded that like somehow like we didn't get stuff out of it. And I was like, no, we just like this is just how we support our club. And like, yeah, yeah like yeah, we buy the away tickets and the home tickets and we travel to the games or the whatever. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And I think so. I guess what I'm in terms of the who doesn't get enough props, like. The one pitfall is that, like, I'm visible. So I'm on a ladder so people know who I am. And so yeah. then they're like, oh, hey, well, we'll like, let's get Padre a beer because, you know, he would – or like, oh, let's whatever because, like, yeah. he did this. So we're going to give him visible, like, like you know, we're going to give him kudos for yeah. this because we know he did this thing. And I think that, like, the biggest um, loss there is that there are a ton of people who put in work. Maybe they come up with merch ideas. Yeah. Maybe they help package merch. Yeah. You know, or they help set up – and I mean, like – who sets up the tents and tears them down at the games? Well, it's not always the same people. It's yeah. sometimes the same people. Like, who cleans up the section after the game? Well, a lot of people do. And a lot of people that don't get kudos for it because yeah, they're just like, oh, let's pick up these cans and bag them up and get it's out right, of here. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. And so I think, I mean, I think the real answer is the people you don't know do stuff are the ones that aren't getting enough props. Yeah. Because, like, you know who I am and what I do, so you... Like, likely, like, give me credit for that, yeah. whatever that means. Like, you know, somebody knows Dion and Jackie and Mama Cass and, you know, and Keith and Novak and, and you know, and so on. Oh, they do this. They do that. You know, like, yeah. so they give them credit in some way. Now, maybe they don't give them enough respect and credit out of it. Like, that might be another conversation. But, like, if you look around the section 20 minutes after the game has ended, 
those people who are still there packing up flags yeah. and cleaning up trash, those are probably the people that are the ones that are most not seen and whose work is just as important. Because if it weren't for them, we'd be there an hour and a half after the game cleaning up. Yep. Great answer. Um, good question, Gordon. And now we'll go on to your second question, which is um, hair-related. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> have you ever felt like a career in metal and or drag <laughs> may have been a different path you could have taken in life, given how well a wig ac- ac- accentuates you? <laughs> Um, I mean, I think you have to have skills in those areas. <laughs> like, for example, you need to be able to, like, make metal music. <laughs> like, the, I mean, hair the, idea, the like, hair is the first step. Is the idea, like, well, you can scream at people well, so you could wear a wig and scream at people well and do metal? I don't think, I don't, I'm intrigued by the idea of a drag career, but also, like, I'm pretty sure that's, again, we already established the beard cost. That's Galen's. Side. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I don't need to do everybody's shtick. Like, everybody has their own shtick. No, I mean, I, I guess if you, like, somebody wrote lyrics and I had a good band, maybe I could, like, scream metal, but I don't think so. You've never um, thought to, like, okay, here's another, like, you never decided to be, like, an actor, which is, could be wig-related. Like, yeah, I, think, let's think about wig-related careers. Like, none of those appealed to you? No, I, 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 I never looked into, like... How do I how do how I get to wear a wig, wig at work? And honestly, work. I could wear a wig and sit at a computer all day. I don't think anybody would really like object. Okay, so we're coming up on I think we actually passed an hour for this part one. So I'm gonna cut it off here and we're gonna part two, we're gonna relate specifically to like all the Trite City stuff. We'll start off with like your connections to Detroit City and the games and the match days and stuff. And then we're gonna talk about uh kind of like Detroit City news. Um, and then U.S. Soccer News if we have time. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We'll be back.